Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 124 of Parenting in Real Life. Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Alexis. We had five kids in seven years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes we think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it. We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously. Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope you can find something new to think about. Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real Life. Now, I am sorry to say this is going to be a solo episode and you just get me today. Alan and I both recorded this episode last night and I went to edit it today and somehow all the sound was gone and only the text. So I don't know what happened to the sound, but it was, it disappeared and Alan is really sick. So he wasn't feeling up to recording an episode. So it's just going to be me. I think he has what I had, but I had this like six weeks ago, so we're not really sure how he got sick after me being sick six weeks ago, but there you have it. So hopefully he recovers more quickly than I did because mine turned into bronchitis and that's why I was sick for so long. But uh, anyway, my parenting in real life moment today is for all you parents with kids who are average to shorter. So at the end of, we're at the end of the school year. And of course, all of the programs and the, you know, assemblies and all that stuff are happening. So I love going to my kids' school programs, but something that our school doesn't have is risers. Now we have a stage and so there's stairs, but there's not enough stairs to hold all the kids in the grade. And so there's always like two or three rows of kids on the bottom, just standing on the ground. And two of my kids are always in that second row. And so they're always blocked by kids standing in front of them because they're just directly behind them (laughs) and I can never see them. And so if you have a kid like that, then I feel for you. And I'm sorry, you can't see your kid. (laughs) I'm in the PTA and that's one of my goals is try to get the PTA to buy some risers so that we can all see our children (laughs) instead of those of us who have some shorter kids and we just know we're not going to see them when we're at their performances. So parenting real life moment for all of you parents who can empathize with me. And now for a hot mess, hot minute. So today I'm going to be talking about all things summer. I know there are a ton of tips out there on how to do summer with kids at home. And I feel like that's all Instagram is full of right now is tips for summer. So we have tried a lot of different things over the years and honestly, nothing has really stuck. (laughs) (laughs) And every year I start over and try to do something new, but I feel like Alan and I kind of collaborated a little bit more. I'm going to talk about some working from home tips too, now that we've done that for the last two years. So hopefully this helps you a little bit to narrow down what you want to do this summer. Okay. So for the first one, working from home with kids home during the summer. Now, This, I think, is a little bit trickier for me because I work part-time from home and I'm still doing all the kids stuff. And so it's hard for me to find the time to be able to get work done where Alan has pretty much set hours like, and he's all day. So he's in our office all day and he works during that whole time. And yes, he gets a lot of interruptions from the kids because they're noisy. They're coming up here and stuff like that. But he has his set hours where mine are flexible. And so it's sometimes it's hard to like find those two or three hours that I need to be working that day. So something that we're going to do this summer, well, at least for Alan, is one, lock the door. (laughs) Somehow our kids 
don't know that lock the door doesn't mean like, hey, don't come in here. They'll still find some way to like, we even had kids like climb up and get keys and open the door. So I think we're going to try to do a sign and like a stop sign or something like that on the door. I've heard of other moms doing this and that way they know like when that sign is up, dad is on a call and do not come in. Cause that's usually when they can't come in is because he's on a, on a call. So we're going to try that this year. He's probably going to go into the office a little bit more so that he can for sure have some uninterrupted time and get to the office. He's still in a hybrid mode, so he is supposed to go in the office some days. So we'll see how many days he ends up going there. One of our common themes is to always have lower expectations. So (laughs) just know that it's probably going to be a little bit rough and kids are going to interrupt and come in crying and mess up your meetings or mess up your work time. But just know that it's going to happen. I always feel like if you just it kind of expect those things to happen, it's not as frustrating when it does. <laughs> and it allows you to plan around it a little bit better too. And then because Alan works from home, he's able to be there for breakfast. He helps out with lunch. Actually, he usually does lunch because I hate making lunch and I do dinner. So he's usually making lunch for the kids. And then I have dinner, but that allows him to interact with the kids throughout the day and hopefully give them some of the time that they need and feel like they're connecting with him throughout the day rather than needing to come into his office space. Cause he's just in our room. I have found that when I'm trying to work in my room and he's in our room, the kids cannot stop themselves from coming in our room, which is kind of tricky because that means I need to move downstairs, which and then I'm in all the traffic and that makes it hard for me to work. So having his office space in our room is not, <laughs> is not the best situation. We're working on that. We're trying to figure that out right now. So we're mostly going to leave our room as an office space for him for, for the time being. And hopefully the kids will respect that space. For me, as a part-time work from home, I am really trying to schedule less this summer. I feel like I schedule my day packed like to the minute and like these hours are I'm doing this and these hours I'm doing this but they usually like kind of bleed into each other and then nothing gets done. And so I'm really trying hard to like have set work hours for me every day, but to have buffers on both ends. And I'm making two of the afternoons be open so that I can take the kids places and then I can adjust those from day to day. So like if one week it's Wednesday and Friday and the next week it's Tuesday and Thursday, that's fine because I'll still have my three afternoon work days. So I'm going to attempt that and hopefully I can still get the work done that I need to do as well with also having the kids at home. My second point is planning. I want to plan for downtime, plan for learning and plan for fun time. So first downtime. Now I know a lot of moms will have like quiet time activities and I have been horrible at this throughout having kids. And the only time I was able to do it was like when I had a napping baby, cause it's just a natural, like quiet time. Like we put the baby down for a nap and then everyone would have a quiet time during that time. Usually they would like watch a movie or something like that. So they could all be quiet, but I feel like it is super important because when you're with the kids all day long, you do need that quiet mental break time. And so I'm going to try really hard to schedule in some quiet time every day. And I really do want my older kids to read and then my younger kids to just be able to like play in their room and have that independent time. And some of the things that I've heard people do is like bring out special toys for just during that time. Even movies are fine. You know, like sometimes you just need that break. So I'm hopefully I'm going <laughs> to hopefully I can get that to work this summer. But I do think it is important to have that downtime. The second one is plan for learning. So this summer, we're going to try a mom store. And we've been working out kind of how we want to do this. But 
in the morning time, between like eight and noon, we're going to do no screens. And I have a list of things that the kids can do. Now, this is optional. Like if they choose to just play during that time, that's totally fine. But I also have some things that they can do that when they complete it, they get a ticket. And then at the end of the week, I have, we'll have a mom store and I'll pull out all these things and they're all worth different tickets and they can use their tickets to buy these different things. I got this idea from Wander and Scout, if you follow her on Instagram. And I felt like this would be a really motivating way to help the kids do some of these activities. And we try to pick things that we don't have to do with them. So that way that they can do it while I'm trying to get some work stuff done. And so I don't have to be monitoring them. Cause that's one of the hardest things is like, I, I find when I have to be monitoring it and forcing it to happen, then it fizzles out super fast because neither of us want to be fighting about it all summer. And so it usually ends up not working out after a couple weeks and we just forget about it. <laughs> so some of the things for the older kids, like cleaning up their room and practicing their instrument, having some reading time. I want the kids to help me work in the yard every day just for a couple minutes. I'm also going to assign them a zone to just help them keep an area of the house clean so they can work on that. Some of my things for my younger kids are similar, like cleaning up your room. For Lucy, I think we're going to do like a letter of the day. The girls were just talking about how, my older girls were talking about how they're not great at spelling. So I'm like, oh, we could do like a spelling word of the day. And I was talking to Jack's kindergarten teacher and how he just needs to keep working on sight words. So he's ready for first grade. So we can do that. One of Lucy's things is play with the bunnies because we have two bunnies and they're outside. And so she can just go out and pet them for a few minutes because they just need some more, <laughs> need some attention. So just like simple little things like that, that they can kind of do on their own. And then at lunchtime, I can go through and see what they did, verify any of it that I need to, like making sure they actually did clean up their room and clean up their space and then give them their tickets for the week. And my older kids have also expressed that they would be interested in getting cash, like cashing it in for cash. So Alan and I were think we're determining like how much we want each ticket to be worth. And I think we've decided on 10 cents per ticket. And so then I have eight activities for each day for my older kids. So that's $4, four extra dollars a week. We feel like that was pretty good. If we have $4 for the five kids, so that's 20 bucks a week. And that adds up really fast, but we felt like this might be a good way to help them stay motivated throughout the summer. So you definitely don't have to do something like that. I know that is a little bit of an investment or like you can just do dollar store things or really simple things and stuff if you want to keep it super cheap. And then also plan for fun. So like I mentioned, I'm going to have two afternoons every week open so that I can take the kids places. We are going to get a get out pass this year. And those are all over the country. You can just go to their website. I think it's probably just like getoutpass.com. And they have different like states and metro areas of a free pass to one place. And usually it's just like one for like the whole year. So it's like a free ticket to get in somewhere. But some of them are like monthly, like, you know, those like color me mind type places where you can paint pottery. They have like a free studio fee every month. So, but you have a whole year to use it. So we wanted to use a lot of it during the summer. They had some really fun stuff in there in Utah. We wanted to go to Lagoon this summer and Lagoon's on there. If you ever lived in Provo, went to Seven Peaks, which is now called like Splash Summit or something, they renamed it, but they have a ticket on there. So just things like that, that are really fun. And so we're going to try to do that and schedule in that fun time during the summer. Cause I find if I don't schedule it in, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> and to also add into the fun, I have my giant summer calendar that I did last year and I have a new 2022 one out on my website and 
on my Etsy shop. So either one, you can find that there, but those are the huge blueprint sized calendars that you can do. And it has the three months of summer. And then next to it, you have a space to write different activities that you want to do. And you can create a bucket list with your kids and just decide like, write them all down what you want to do and then plug it into the calendar when you want to do it. And it's also really fun to like put in like your family vacations and stuff like that. So that way your kids can get excited about when those things are coming and they don't have to keep asking you all the time. They can just look on the calendar and see like, okay, this is how many days until we're going to the cabin, you know? So it's been really fun for us. We did that last year. My kids loved it. So if you're interested in a calendar, it's just $5 on my website and then you can print it like at Office Max or Office Depot. And I just printed one this week and it was $3 for a black and white blueprint. And so for less than $10, you can have the super fun calendar. So make sure you check that out on our website, parentingirlpodcast.com and check out our calendar there. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about was just screen time. Now, I am always open to more screen time in the summer. It's hard to have it be so minimal, especially when you're trying to work from home and the summer days are long, like three months of minimal screen time can get really challenging with your kids home all day. And so if you need to do extra screen time, then you know what? Do the extra screen time. I just want you to know that it is okay. I feel like so many people are like, ah, don't do screens with your kids and all this stuff. But you know what? I remember as a kid watching TV all the time during the summer and it was fine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and there's just different seasons of your life where maybe kids just need to watch a little bit more screen sometimes, but just want you to know that it is okay. We are going to try to limit screens in our house and have like a screen free time. So like I mentioned, so the morning time, we're going to do no screens. I think we're going to allow it like first thing in the morning because we have early risers and if they don't have screens, they kind of get a bit crazy in the morning and end up waking up the whole house. And so we will allow screens from like whoever wakes up first. Usually that's around like six, six 30 until about seven 30 or eight. And then I'm going to turn off screens and have eight to noon be a zero screen time. We'll do lunch. And then in the afternoon you can do screens if you want, but it's also a good time to go play outside and play with friends. And our kids are pretty social and they like to be outside. So I don't feel like it's going to be a huge issue because they enjoy doing that. So those are my three tips for you. School for us ends on June 3rd. And then actually that week right after school gets out, I'm going to be at a church camp with the girls at our church. And so it's just going to be Alan. And he said he's planning on doing just screens all day long while I'm gone. I'll just be gone for three days. But I was just listening to the 3 and 30 podcast and she just interviewed Jamie from Wander and Scout. And she had asked a bunch of her friends, you know, what do they do as their kids are getting older and stuff like that? How do they handle summers? And a couple of the moms said the same thing that they just kind of let their kids do whatever they want that first week. So, you know, there's no schedules, they can sleep in, they can watch TV, they can stay in their pajamas and just kind of like let them do what they want that first week and then reintroduce the schedule that next week. And so we're kind of naturally doing that since I'll be gone at camp just kind of let the kids do what they want that first week. And then the week after that, we'll start doing our routines and stuff like that. But I thought that was a fun idea. Just kind of let them do what they please for a little bit. So just to recap those, when you're working from home with kids during the summer, maybe try a sign on your door, lower those expectations, and just make sure you're interacting with your kids throughout the day at different points so they feel like they see you and hopefully don't have to be around you all the time and schedule those work hours and hopefully be able to stick to those. 
And then number two is plan for downtime, plan for learning, plan for fun time. So I know some people really hate schedules and I actually really thrive on schedules, but you can make these super loose, you know, just like these are my afternoons that we're going to go do something fun. This is what we're going to do for quiet time. And we can do a few learning activities in the morning that are hands off. Like, like I said, I'm going to try to be as hands off as I can on these things. And then the third point was just be intentional about your screen time. Just think about what you want to do, what you want your family to look like this summer. And if there's more screens happen than you want, it's okay. It's going to be fine. And the kids will go back to school in the fall and naturally have less screen time when they're back in school. But hopefully these tips were helpful for you. This is our last episode like this for the summer. We are going to be starting something new next week. We're going to do a summer series. And I've been reaching out to a lot of different types of professionals and they are sending me videos that are about 10 minutes long for some quick tips to share with you for the summer. And I'm going to be posting those on Instagram and Alan and I are going to just kind of discuss what they say and post it here on our podcast. And then we're also going to be starting to post things on YouTube. So you'll have three ways to access these videos if you want to listen or if you want to watch it. And so we'd love to have you listen to that, but that's what we're going to be doing this summer and make it a little bit shorter. So hopefully that you can just listen real quick because we know you're busy with the different things that you're doing this summer and with your kids and everything and family vacations and all that fun stuff. So we hope you enjoy our summer series that is starting off next week. We're starting with my life coach who is Siri Payne and she has some awesome organizing tips and scheduling tips for this summer. And she even breaks it down into different age groups and stuff. So she is fantastic. She is the queen of productivity. So you definitely want to check that one out next week and we will see you then. Thanks everyone for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at parenting IRL podcast, or find us on our website at parentinginreallife.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, make sure to tell a friend. That's the best way for people to find out about our podcast. And if you haven't already, give us a rating. And a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.